On this episode, we are talking to the two Kimberleys from Zon Guru, Kimberly Locke and Kimberly French. Uh, they are also both Amazon sellers themselves. They have really, really cool stories of, um, you know, successes and failures in launching their products on Amazon. And then we also talk a lot about how the tools at Zonguru can really help sellers in terms of finding the right product and, uh, you know, creating your listing, optimizing your listing. They have an amazing tool set over there. But we really ended up talking a lot about the Australian marketplace. Uh, yeah, and it, it seems was like so... it's an untapped area, right? Yes. Uh, you know, we talk a lot about expanding into different marketplaces. Um, but, you know, they're there. They're in it. They're, they live, they're both from Australia or they're both living in Australia right now. Um, and they're both currently selling in both the U.S. and on Australia. And they offered a lot of tips and, you know, a low budget startup. If that's, if that's you, Australia might be the right marketplace for you. Uh, this was just a really fun conversation. You know, we love to just dig into the weeds with other other Amazon sellers. And um, we got a great conversation with, with both of the Kimberleys. And then, of course, just to dive into a little bit more of the tool set of Zonguru, it was it was a ton of fun. So let's go ahead and dive into our interview now. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 179 of Two Amazon Sellers and a Microphone, brought to you by Solozo and Netrush. And today, Chris, this is going to be a ton of fun. Yeah. Uh, we've got we've gotten to know this company and uh, our two guests today quite well uh, recently. Uh, we've got with us, they're going to give us their Amazon seller journey stories, which we love diving into. And then we're going to be talking a lot about uh, how Zonguru can help sellers with tons of things, you know, keyword research, building listings, optimizing listings. There's so many things that, and their tool's fantastic. We use it all the time. Uh, so we are really excited We've got the two Kimberleys from Zangira, Kimberly Locke and Kimberly French. How are you all doing? Good. Great. Yeah, now, thanks for having us here. Oh, we are we are very excited. And you guys are over in Australia, right? On opposite coasts in Australia? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm manning the East Coast. I'm on the Gold Coast. It's a big surfing town. And Kimberly, you're on the, the other side of the country in Perth. Yeah, I'm in Perth. <laughs> So that's it's really right. early for you, Kimberly Locke. Uh, just a bit, but that's all right. Yeah. What time is it? It says 5.16. 5 yeah, 5 in the morning. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, it says that's 5 in the right. morning here. <laughs> now, we are very honored now. If you're yeah. going to get up that early, that that's exciting. Um, well, we're really excited to have you. Um, Chris and I, number one, uh, we met your CEO, John, uh, a while ago, we've been playing around with Zonguru a lot. We're using it internally with our teams. Uh, we use it for our own business. It's a, it's a really, really great tool. Um, and through that, now we've uh, gotten to meet you and you guys are both Amazon sellers yourself, which is really cool. So we love to hear that. And we're going to start there because that's always fun to hear the ups and downs of everybody's journey. So Kimberly Locke, let's start with you. You got the floor for a few minutes. Just give us your background a little bit, how, how you got into this space, and then 
your business and then how you ended up uh, with Zonguru? Yeah, well, I've always wanted to have my own business. Um, growing up, my grandmother was a really important influence in my life. And she had she started this business from like nothing. Um, it, it's kind of a funny story. It was um, an over the road escort service, you know, like the big trucks that have the cars with the lights on them. She said, I was driving down the road one day, saw that. And she said, I asked my car, I can't remember what she called her car. She said, I asked the car, I said, Ken, do you think we could do that? And she said, the car said, yes. So she started this business knowing nothing about it and built it up to employ my mother, my mother, my my um, aunt, two great aunts, a cousin, and my ex-husband, and built this business from nothing. And so I always wanted to have my own business. And uh, then in um, 2019, I was introduced to the Amazon um, potential, and I I always thought Amazon was just books before that. <laughs> and, and then, um, so I, I dove in and I started, went live in 2020 after a few bumps and bruises along the way. And now I'm selling um, two products in the US and I'm about to come to Australia and launch a third product as well. So 2019, that's pretty soon. That's like not too far ago. That's, you know, that's relatively new to the Amazon space. You said you were yeah. introduced to it. How, what was that introduction like? How did you find it? Was it YouTube videos? Was it scouring on Facebook? Like, what, was this, what was the process? Yeah, well, I saw a short YouTube video, joined um, Reliable Education and learned all about the the um, the process and what it takes. And I was like, yeah, this is, I like this. And um, dove in head first. And now I'm retired from nursing. So. Well, good for you. And those of you don't know, Reliable Education is like a training program. You can yeah. get with them or learn how to sell on Amazon. Okay, so let's, let's uh, Kimberly French, we're going to come to you too. So Kimberly Locke, uh, you said you have three products. Is that right? Uh, I'm on. Well, I got rid of one. One I didn't keep, but I've got two that I love. They're doing really well, and I'm going to bring in a third. Awesome, awesome. Okay, so that first product, what was the process to find it? Oh boy, <laughs> that was a process. Yeah, I bet. I <laughs> a bet. lot of. Yeah, yeah. It, it actually wasn't my first idea, um, and I'm kind of glad I didn't go with my first idea. Uh, the data just didn't back it up um, at the time, and I was having a hard time coming up with a way to really differentiate it. And I kind of stumbled upon this product and I thought, oh, that's cool. And then I um, cottoned on to a way that I could differentiate it. And I've got um, a design patent pending. Um, so oh, wow. I'm, yeah. And um, so really happy with that. Then brought out a complimentary um, second product to go with it. And I'm going to bring out a complimentary third product. So we've got this whole little um, little line of um, things. So Nice. And I'm sure your brand registered or you're working on that. And you got all oh, that yeah. figured out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've got my trademark in the U.S., trademark in Australia, brand registry. Um, yeah, I'm loving it. it. It's I'm trying to build a little bit of a community um, with my with my um, customers, and yeah, I'm having a great time with it. It's it's a space that I really love, and it resonates with me a lot. So, you said you're building a community, Dustin. I know I'm going crazy here. No, but, you got it. This is uh, the best. <laughs> fun. All these questions, I love uh, it. I know you should have built a community. Um, What's what's that? I, I, there's pre, there's ways to do that, but what, what's your way of building a community? Right now, I'm just trying to get some outreach um, with um, the customers, just with following up with them after purchase, and um, working towards getting into um, like a regular newsletter, um, potentially bringing them into like a Facebook group. Um, trying to grow Instagram, but I'm a little bit more comfortable with Facebook than Instagram, and I think with my avatar that's probably where more of them are 
Um, I'm not necessarily a super young um, demographic potentially, but yeah, it, it, it could go with both. So when you did this product, when you found your first product, um, was it something where you already knew like there was something missing in the space and you just made your, the existing product better like by adding it a new feature or something? Or is this more of like a, like a me too product. Um, and then you're, you're kind of like uh, adding a accessory to it or something like what, what's that, that first product? Is it something that you're kind of like actually changing? You said you got a patent pending on it. Yeah. The, the patent pending is uh, for design. Um, so I've made the look of it a little bit unique, um, but I tried to tackle some pain points by choosing um, a different material. Um, and then solving an issue that I was finding, um, you know, going through one of the Zonguru tools, love, hate, it showed me exactly what people were complaining about. And Great. I'm like, okay, I can fix this. And what's, what's the love, hate do on Zonguru? <laughs> so that, that is amazing. Cause when I first found, when I first started, it was like, oh, you need to know what your competitors are doing and what people love and hate about it. What, what are they saying in the reviews? And I'm like, I've got to read all those reviews. You've got to be kidding me. Um, but no, Love Hate does that. It brings them all together, goes through all the reviews of up to, I think, over 40 ASINs, and we'll put them into a word cloud and we'll tell you what all the four and five star and all the one and two star ratings are saying. That's amazing. I would love to have something like that. Yeah. <laughs> that was, uh, I loved that tool um, inside Zangria when we started playing around with it. I'm like, this is really. Because mental a lot if you're if anyone out there is taking a course right now or you know figuring out what they're wanting to do in the Amazon space, I mean that's part that's usually one of the steps is go find negative reviews on competing products and use that as a way to um, create a product that the people want that doesn't have whatever that feature is that is getting the negative reviews. Um, and so yeah, that love hate feature makes it really easy to sort of aggregate all that without spending hours pouring through reviews, which is how I did it. <laughs> yeah, 10 years, you know, however long, however long ago it was, eight years ago, whenever I lost my first product, it was tough. Um, all right, so Kimberly Locke, what, how did you get connected with Zongu? How did you end up uh, working with the team there? Well, okay, so I used Zongu from the beginning. I tried a couple different um, platforms and I found Zonguru really super intuitive. And so I've always used it. Um, it's, it's always been in my Amazon life. And when they posted um, looking for someone to join their customer success team, I thought, oh, I should throw my hat in the ring for that. And then I thought, no, I'll, there's no way. I'll never get it. That's, it's just, it never happened. And I thought, no, you know what? I, I Back at the end of 2019, no, no, at the end of 2020, I kind of had a little bit of a hiccup with my business. And and I was like, I want to hit this goal. And it was after Christmas. And I thought, no, I'll never hit it. And I thought, no, 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 stop saying that. You can do it. And I put my mind to it and I hit the goal. Um, and I, so I kind of live on that, you know, I don't ever want to look back and wonder what if. So I was like, I'm not going to wonder what if, if I don't apply for this this position. And and I did and I got it. And it was one of the one of the single best things I ever did in my Amazon journey, because it's just been amazing getting into this community of people in Sanguru. It's awesome. And Dustin, and I definitely would agree. I mean, we are sellers as well. We love being in the space, talking to sellers. It's just it's fun to be in the space and just kind of help uh, sellers navigate this, because if you do this alone, I mean, you know, that's kind of tough to do. And, 
not not with everything's changing. You you need somebody in your corner to bounce ideas off of or just even talk to to kind of make sure you're doing the right thing. What is your exact role at Zonguru? What do you do exactly? Like, is it? It says here, product research expert. So I'm I'm guessing that's what you do. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do that. So I work with um, the support team. Um, you might find me if you have a question. You might find me if you're in the early morning hours in Australia. I'm answering your support ticket myself. Um, I do a lot with the live training, and then I'm also working with our partners and working um, to develop co-marketing activities we can do and and um, just awesome things we can do to bring great content to our audience. That's awesome. That really, that that's cool. That And I can relate to your journey. And I know Chris can too. I mean, like he said, we were sellers on our own and uh, we, you know, both of us, it was kind of, you know, random, sort of like yours. We had the opportunity to now start working for a great company. We, you know, we love Solozo, what, what they're doing. But once you get in there and you start talking to all the other people in the industry and it's just, you're, it's like, there's so many things you're like, wow, I wish I'd have known that two years ago. I wish I'd have known that when I started. It's like, the, it really opens up that networking, which I feel like is critical to anybody because it is a solo journey uh, doing this. And the more you can um, get get opinions, talk to people that have been in the trenches, uh, learn from their mistakes, learn from their wins. I mean, Chris and I, we learn something new every day, like learning about a feature like love, hate. You could go for a long time without knowing that there's a Zon guru out there or that there's a tool like that, that can make things a lot, uh, a lot better for you. So, that's really cool. All yeah, right. I think that tool is going to unemploy a few VAs. So. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yes, it will. Uh, all right, Kimberly French, your turn. Uh, let's hear the journey, uh, your Amazon seller journey, and then how you ended up at Zonguru. Yeah, for sure. So back in 2018 is when I got started. And I started pretty differently, I think, to a lot of people. I was, I'm a reformed accountant now. Um so, but back then I was working, you know, the corporate life, I actually had my own firm, bunch of staff, just, I, I found I was just dealing with landlord staff and I was, I was over it. I wanted to, you know, call my own shots. And I thought, I'm going to start a Shopify store. Amazon wasn't on my radar. I didn't even know what it was back then because in Australia, obviously we're a bit behind the eight ball with that, especially back then. And um, I've got two small kids and I saw that, you know, living on the Gold Coast, we're in the sun all the time. They have the same um, skin tone as I do. They burn, you know, staring into the fridge light. So <laughs> I create, and I can tell you this now because I've sold the brand that I made uh, Sunsafe swimsuits. So started making them, um, sourced them from China, put them on Shopify. It was going pretty well. And I noticed I was getting all these orders from the U.S., but they were waiting weeks for delivery, but they were still ordering. And I ran into a friend, told her what I was doing. And she's like, oh my gosh, you need to get on Amazon. They will do all that for you. You don't need to be walking down to the post office every day dealing with international postage. So I did, I took it to Amazon. Um, and then later that year, I was able to walk away from corporate life. I haven't looked back, best thing that ever happened. And um, yeah, started Amazon after that, built it up for a year. I was very much alone and I struggled with that being completely honest. I think my friends and family thought I'd joined some crazy pyramid scheme. 
like I said, they didn't know Amazon. So it's like, you're, you're doing what? It's, um, didn't make sense to them. So I learned a lot along the way, you know, everything that went could go wrong, probably did go wrong, but you know, it was profitable. I built something. It was incredible. And I was hooked. That was it. I was, I was all in. So yeah, that's kind of how I got started. Shopify You've, quickly fell by the wayside. Yeah, you got a unique story there. That, that's uh, different. Shopify, then go to Amazon. How are you? Yeah. And, and that's like totally different from Dustin and I. Oh, yeah. uh, but when you went on Shopify, how did you get traffic? How are you getting people to find you? What were you doing to get sales through a website that nobody even knew who it was? Like, what was the process there? Yeah. Oh, the power of hindsight's amazing. I would never do that now, but I was so, I had no idea. I just thought it was fun. The traffic was amazing because I tapped into this niche where it was children's sun, sun safe swimsuits. And there's all these influences and um, mothers of children that want to, you know, if you give them product, free product, they will give you the most incredible images and videos and share them with everybody. I was getting so much free traction in the marketplace. It was out of control. Um, I actually had quite a large, uh, well-known celebrity in Australia actually put it on her child and it just, it went crazy. Um, so I, I kind of winged it and it worked. I think I just picked the right product that was so um, visual and people loved that they gave me the free publicity. That's crazy. And, and uh, how, how'd you deal with returns? I'm just curious because the clothing niche and, you know, apparel and stuff. Yeah. How was the return process? On Shopify? It was just, great. Yeah. I didn't get many at all. Um, and I knew the Australian sizing really well. But when I went to Amazon, it all mm. unraveled very fast because it's different. Um, you know, we talk in centimeters. US is inches, the sizing's all different. Um, I was new to the world of Amazon returns. I'm going off on a tangent here, but I launched a product in Australia late last year. I haven't had one return. Australians don't return stuff generally. Whereas I got to the US and I was just like, oh my gosh, what's this? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> quickly had to rework my sizing, um, make sure that was spot on. Um, it was a bit of a pro, but I got there. And once I had that set, it was basically just making sure you're communicating, especially in apparel. And that's, again, I would hindsight, don't go into apparel. It is so difficult. Um, by the end of it, I had over 100 SKUs and all these different sizing wow. tables. I went into adults wear as well. It was just crazy. So, and, yeah. And, and you no longer have this brand, right? <laughs> no, I sold it um, pretty much this time last year. How was that? So, yeah. It was good. I mean, I call it, I loved that brand. It's still going strong. So I don't want to say what it actually is, but um, I, I learned everything on that one. It was my trial and error brand. I tested out everything. I found out what worked. And then after the sale, I'm cashed up and I went into two new brands with, you know, that power of knowledge and knowing this is what I need to do. From the time you listed it for sale. Um, yeah. And let's see if you can go back further. What, what made you decide to sell it? Was somebody, did somebody come to you or did you hear about this all of a sudden? And do it? Yeah, um, I was sitting there at Christmas time last year going, oh, this, like, I understand Amazon fully now. I feel like I've done my university degree in Amazon. I've picked the hardest product in the hardest niche. I've done everything the hard way. 
let's move that on and take those learnings. I was just, you know, dealing with that many SKUs and I, I was really resistant to partnering with anyone or getting the right software and tools in place. I had this real startup mentality, which I've also broken through. Um, so back then I was doing it all myself and I was just tired. I was worn out and was like, no, this has got to go. So I listed it end of Jan within two days. I think I had three offers and then wow. we started the process from there. So I was really ready to get rid of it by that stage. Like I said, I was a bit burnt out from it. Um, so I probably could have got, and I, I don't want to go into the price as well, but um, I was just ready to cash out, move on. So what was that feeling like? And you don't have to name number or give numbers, but you know, that day before you get it, like, Hey, Kimberly, we're going to send that wire today. Did you sleep yeah. at all that night? Like were you constantly no. checking your account? No, I've got goosebumps now, even talking about it. There's two <laughs> moments that or three actually that really stick in my mind, being able to walk away from corporate life, that first Amazon sale, and then making that business sale. It's just, even now I'm like, oh, shivery. It's awesome. Like it's a, Great experience. So is the plan to sell these other brands that you just started to? Uh, not anytime soon. Not anytime soon. I'm really like my heart. I'm so invested and they're growing amazingly. And I've just got to sort out that supply chain. That's been my hiccup the last couple of months. Yeah, with yeah, that's probably the, that's probably the issue for a lot of people. What, yeah. what have you learned though from the, the previous like, what have you learned? What did you learn back on your first sale that you're kind of implementing now with your current brands? What's something that you've learned between those two? Yeah, the power of social media was a huge one. Like I said, picking a product that people want to share, like they'll do the legwork for you. So that was a big learning. And something else was I um, had quite a big following on Instagram with my my first brand and I built it up from scratch. And, you know, that takes a bit of effort. Um, the second one um, and this is just a little bit of a tip. It's, you know, take it or leave it. it um, it's with Instagram, you can actually buy pre-done accounts from people. So I picked a niche that, um, you know, it may be, it's not in the pet category, but for example, say it's in the pet category. And then you find someone that's running an Instagram pet account that they're just sick of. You can buy it for a couple of hundred dollars pre-done with all the thousands of followers you take that over, obviously you need to audit it, make sure they're real followers, take it over and then slowly start feeding in your own content, build that trust with them. They don't know that it's switched and you have an instant following. So when you do launch, and this is what I did, it's like, hey, look at this product. You know, I've offered you all this value. This is um, something that you might be interested in. Um, and then all that traffic goes on to Amazon when you launch. Did you have to rebrand the Instagram account? I just bought it. Uh, it was like a very generic one. It was being run by a college student who just enjoyed that niche. And yeah, I, I yeah, took it on. I changed the, the handle after a little while. But like I said, you don't go in and just totally clean the slate. It's like slowly over time. Um, and that's been a brilliant strategy. That is a good tip. All right, so what brought you to Zanguru? How did that happen? Yeah, um, so I, sim similar to Kimberly, I um, you know, was looking in the market for, because you do need the software, you need some sort of software to, to direct you without the data, you're flying blind. And I 
trialed a couple and Zonguru just worked for me. It had everything I needed. So I was working on that. And um, yeah, through that first business, the swimsuits, I was relying on Zonguru so much, saw that there was an opening and that ticks that second box of, I don't want to do this alone. I want to be surrounded by a team of sellers. Yeah, the, the rest is history. Joined and yeah, haven't looked back. And what's your role at Zonguru? So, yeah, I'm the customer success manager. So my job is really making sure that our customers are educated. So I put together, you know, different trainings and courses. We have challenges, you know, all the resources they need to really get to that next level. And it's good. It's really good. <laughs> We've watched a lot of the videos and seen everything that you you guys are doing, and it really is good. And that's that. I mean, that's what everybody who's starting needs. It's like there's there's such anybody can do it. Let's put it out that way. Anybody can do it. You got to invest the time, but there is a learning curve. There's a learning curve on on figuring all that out, figuring out what data makes sense. Everyone when they first start thinks if they just throw a popular product on there that they're going to be you know successful, and that's like the worst idea. Uh, yeah. You're going to be competing with a thousand other people that have the same idea. Um, so there, there's a lot to that education um, that you that you're providing for everybody. That's that's really cool. All right, I got a question now because this is you guys are both in Australia, um, and you're launching products primarily in the U.S. But now you're doing Australia. What, what does the marketplace look like there? Is it how is Amazon growing in the Australian marketplace? Oh my gosh! So I launched an Australian brand late September, early October last year. And this product was straight off the Alibaba shelves, no customization, nothing. It instantly page one, position one. Um, you know, it, it, Australia is a much smaller market. So you've got to appreciate that the demand isn't, you know, if you're used to selling in the US, it's very different. But that product instantly started doing 10K a month straight off the bat. And it's slowly growing over time zero competition there is nobody else selling my product which is why i picked it um it there's just it's an open marketplace and ppc i mean it's incredible like how low the bid cost is if at all um and aussies love to shop online because if you look at our country we're huge people don't realize how big it is we have so many people living outside of um, you know, central areas, they can't get things. So they buy everything online. Uh, it's a no brainer. It's so fun to, because it's no competition. It's like the U S was maybe eight, nine years ago, if not more. Yeah. I, I have seriously thought about launching a product in Australia or in some other, you know, emerging Amazon marketplace. I haven't done it yet. That's a pretty good case study for why you might want to do it. Uh, yeah, it is so hard to get page one in the U.S. on almost anything. It has to be so niche down. But there's, you know, there's competition in a lot of places. That's for sure. Um, and I think it, that's a sorry. That's a really key difference you just pointed out. In the U.S., you're niching down. You're getting really specific about what you're selling. If anyone is interested in Australia go macro, look big. So you want those big categories, not, yeah. Um, so to the, kind of flip the script. Yeah, exactly. in, Am or in Amazon, in Australia right now, 
is are there a lot of people that are coming on to this sort of FBA Amazon model? Are there a lot of new uh, businesses popping up? Do you see the space getting more and more and more competitive every day? Um, not dramatically, no. I mean, people are shopping on there a lot more. Like suddenly all those people that thought I was crazy and part of some you know crazy pyramid scheme are going, oh, I brought off Amazon. We get it now. You, we understand what you were doing. Um, <laughs> so consumers are embracing it. It is gaining um, more knowledge in the, I guess, the local area. People will start to move on. But at the moment, I'm not seeing a big influx. And and what's the big and like e-commerce competitor in Australia? Is there another similar marketplace out there that does a lot? Only eBay. That would be our, I mean, we've got a few big retailers who have a large e-commerce presence, but in terms of that coverall, someone who sells everything, it, it's eBay, eBay and Etsy. But, um, you know, Amazon's proven time and time again, their business model, how they operate, their logistics, those two just can't compete. You mentioned your product was just something like off the shelf, Alibaba shelf, and it's on page one. What was the product research process like for that product? Was it just like, I'm just going to pick it and see if it works? Or was it something where you saw the demand and you were able to hop in there and get some sales? Yeah, I mean, it's always, it's exciting to me to be able to sell in my own marketplace. So I jumped onto, Zonguru has a tool called Niche Finder, and it basically, you plug in what you're looking for and it will give you a bunch of niche results. And I was like, I want something in Australia. This is the launch budget I want to spend. This is the search volume I want each month. I just plugged in a few different things and this product came up and I was like, ah, people are searching for this. When I'm looking at the options, they all have to ship from the US. Nobody is selling it in Australia locally, which means you know they're not getting that quick FBA fulfillment. Why don't I try it? So the data did direct me. Um, and it's a fun product. I was like, I'd buy this myself. So let's do it. That seems like a good old days of Amazon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know, but this is so right <laughs> up my alley. Cause I, this is what Chris and I talk about all the time, like off, uh, off camera, just there's, there's products that I have found that, you know, you can still do that in the U S as well, where you can, if like you said, you niche way down and there may be one or two other products like it that are making sales, but their listings are crappy and no one's really putting, giving it a good effort. And it's so easy. You go to Alibaba, you can like, even on Alibaba, you can do like, are they're ready to ship? Like right now I could order like 400 units and have them shipped in like 10 days and boom, you're up and live. You don't you just like put a little sticker on it. You know, it's like yeah. your logo. That's it. There's no customization, no nothing. It's just a good product that is ready to go. Uh, I've tested it out, but emerging marketplaces, that's a really good place to you, be doing. You just got to ship it to Australia now. Yeah, it's got to ship it. Exactly. <laughs> the yeah, logistics yeah. from China to Australia has to be a lot easier and better than to the US, yeah. I would imagine. So my, I've got two brands, one in the US, one in Australia. And in January, I sent both have shipments moving from China. Um, they were sent within a couple of days e each other. My Australian shipments arriving Monday. My US shipments not arriving until 1st of March. So oh, wow. it's a lot quicker. It's, yeah. All right. Well, let's let's talk a little bit. Let's kind of dive into the um, Zon Guru, Guru tool set what it does, how it can help out. So Kimberly Locke, somebody's out there 
they're they're ready to go. They're ready to dive in and start doing their research to to find their first product to sell. What do they do first? What what tools are they looking at inside Zangura? What are the right criteria and metrics they should be looking at? Well, the metrics are going to depend on the marketplace. Um, so I'll just use the U.S. for an example. Um, and you start with Niche Finder. If you don't have an idea for what you want to sell, then you go there. And I mean, we I use it all the time in preparing for our, our live trainings. And I'm constantly coming across products going, oh, we don't want to show that one. I want to keep that one. <laughs> um, so it's just like Kimberly said, you know, you put in your metrics. You know, I typically will look for um, a niche score of over 50%. And the niche score is a combination of four key metrics, um, demand, competition, opportunity, revenue potential, and launch budget. And if it's over 50, 55%, it's a pretty good niche. So I'll start with that. And then depending on what my appetite is, I'll decide the launch budget, decide the number of sales, the number of reviews maximum that I want, um, the price point, and then it provides me with a list of results. And then I can, and I can also pick the categories too. So I can, you know, say if I want to look at, you know, pet products, I can look at just pet category. Or if I want to look at pet and outdoors, I can look at both of those and it'll show me all those results. So you got three categories in this. I'm looking at it now in easy mode. It's you got easy starter, business builder, and big hitter. What are those three? What's the difference between those three? You know, honestly, I don't really use easy. I haven't used easy mode since probably 2019. Okay. <laughs> so I'll let Kimberly explain that because I go to advanced mode because then I can put yeah. in all those custom filters. Oh, I see that now. Yeah. Yeah. The easy mode's more, you know, if you're really not sure where to start and you just want to have a play around and be shown what the potential is, you can go in and easy mode is like, I'm starting out. Um, I need help with your and then you can move to the business builder where it's like I've got a little bit more knowledge behind me give me some um you know maybe it's got a higher launch budget and then you've got your big hitter where it's like you know I know what I'm doing give me the the big ones here I'm ready to go um but yeah I'd switch straight to advanced mode it doesn't mean that you're an advanced user or advanced seller it just lets you get really granular about what you're looking for so yeah I jumped straight into there and that's and where I'm you detail oriented so yeah. <laughs> But that advanced mode and the like the inputs that you're inputting in is really where you find the the diamonds in the rough, right? I mean, yeah. it's it's how you can really dig in and and go in a different direction than everyone else is going and see see unique product opportunities with demand. The product research, I, I know everybody who runs their own Amazon or e-commerce business. There's, a, there's one aspect that they really love, you know, whether they love PPC advertising because they're really data minded or whether they love, uh, you know, packaging or whatever. Product research is absolutely my favorite thing. I could look all day, every day at opportunities uh, for products that are out there. Um, so when you when you're looking, so I guess you're, you're helping these uh, a lot of your clients out, you're helping them through the process. Do, you know, obviously the amount of money they have to start with is a huge factor. Um, so, you know, if you're, if you're talking about somebody who's got like a, a smaller budget, maybe they have a, a couple thousand dollars or whatever, what kind of inputs are you inputting in there to get them to an opportunity that they would be actually able to afford the launch? I would 
well, if I was going to make a recommendation to them, I, I wouldn't presume to tell them what to do with their own figures. That's I would show them where they can put that in in NicheFinder. Um, but I would recommend that they look at the Australian marketplace because the you can get started for a lot less because your sales velocity is not going to be as high. So you're not going to need as high of a launch budget. You're not going to make as much money right off the bat. Um, but, you know, it's it's like, you know, we all look at Amazon and now and wish we could have, you know, started an Amazon business in the U.S. in 2008. Well, guess what? You can if you start in Australia because that's exactly where we're at. And so you could get in there with a low budget and just establish yourself. Um, so, yeah, but with NicheFinder, you can put in that launch budget requirement. If you only have $2,000 for launch budget, you can pop that in. That's so, that's so helpful. And so speaking of the Australian marketplace, what other marketplaces are like Australia? What What are the other ones where you're seeing a lot of opportunity and sales. Yeah, um, India is a, a really interesting one that has so much potential in terms of just the numbers. The number of people that are shopping on there each day is phenomenal. They have a very different mindset too with their products. It's very utilitarian. So knowing that, knowing that you know, um, when you're picking your product, Maybe you don't need to spend that extra money on fancy packaging and branding, but you need to get the, the product right. Um, that's really interesting too. But we're seeing a big uptick there. And in the European markets, um, Germany is is showing quite a lot of growth as well. And the UK, obviously. Any English-speaking sellers um, find that's a really easy expansion place. Go ahead, Chris. You're gonna. I was just say, how, how does how does a seller get started in Australia? Like, what's the what's the process like to to get you know a, a business in Australia? Is, is it quick and easy, or you know we got to jump yeah. through some hoops here? Yeah, no, super easy. Um, this blew my mind because I've been selling on the US. That's what I was used to. When I moved to Australia and sold, I actually got a phone call from Amazon. I'm like, oh, what's happened? What's happened? And they're like, no, we're just calling to check in to see how we can help you. We noticed you opened an account. Um, what can we do to help you? They invited me as well to their headquarters in Brisbane just to chat about what they can do to help. I'm like, I'm not used to this. Um, I'm used to you coming to me with suspensions and problems and, you know, you haven't done this, not, you know, what can we do for you? They, Australia, the Amazon Australia wants sellers on their marketplace. They want people who are producing great products, know what they're doing, and they will go out of their way to help you um, most of the time. So that's good to know. Yeah. It's, yeah. And I'm doing what? some product research right now. That's why I was asking. I was like, oh, yeah. this thing's pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so fun. Yeah. So you can go down a rabbit hole with product research. Yeah. I do it. Well, and, and here's a really good hot tip. When you get to actually on Amazon Australia and you're looking at uh, your search results, tick the box up in the top left, Prime Ships from Australia, and that will get rid of anyone in the U.S. that's shipping to Australia, and you'll only be looking at the, the Australian sellers. Nice. That's a good tip. It's, it's such right. a good tip because what Amazon's, they don't have enough products to fill some of the search pages. So they put international listings on there. So you can run a search on Amazon Australia and go, oh, there's tons of sellers. There's really not when you clear out all the international ones. And is that what the consumers are doing in Australia? Yes. Are they, they're filtering by whatever, Prime, Today yeah. or whatever it is? Yeah. 
yeah, we all want everything now. We don't want to be waiting two weeks plus for something to arrive. So we're all ticking that box. How about the pricing on Amazon Australia versus pricing in the US? Because I mean, a lot of times, if, if especially in a competitive category, you know, there's a race to the bottom on on pricing a lot of times. Um, but are are products on Amazon and Australia like higher, maybe more expensive than if you were going into a retail store to buy a similar product or is it lower or what's that strategy look like? Yeah, I think it depends on the category. Australians in general have a pretty high cost of living. We're used to paying more. I mean, we're a giant island. Everything is kind of shipped in. We don't manufacture a lot of our own goods. So we do um, in general pay a little bit more than what you would in the US. So I'd say if you're comparing US to Australia, we, it would be a little bit higher in Australia. You still need to be competitive. But um, like I said as well, people aren't always in close proximity to a shop somewhere they can buy it. So you can, yeah, have a little bit higher price point on there. And I've just recently bought several things um, for my granddaughter for school, you know, a lunchbox, a water bottle and, you know, the prices and, you know, earphones and the prices were, you know, pretty competitive to what we would have found in, if we'd gone to the shops, but we were able to find exactly what she was looking for. So, I mean, I'm a, that's why Chris, every time we do a podcast with somebody, I get ex all excited about whatever their ideas are. So now I, I feel know. like I got to go set up in Australia right now and test these things out. What, um, is there any for a, like a US based, uh, business to sell in Australia? Is there a, a lot of hoops to jump through in terms of like setting a business entity in Australia or paying taxes or any of that? Are, are those some difficult hurdles or are they fairly easy? No, they're pretty easy. Um, I'm not quite sure because I'm on the other side of the coin here and I'm Australian in Australia, but I don't believe you need to have an Australian entity. I could be wrong on that, but I don't think you do. Um, I don't think you do either. Yeah. Um, like selling on the US, I don't need an, uh, a US entity. I can use my Australian one. Uh, yeah. I think it works for both ways. And the US and Australia has what's called a double tax agreement. So if you're taxed in one country, you're not taxed. They, they recognize each other's tax, basically. Something you want to speak to your accountant about, but um, yeah, it's very straightforward. We do have GST, which is the equivalent of that. That would be what you'd need help with. But there's, like I said, there's heaps of partners and software solutions that you can go to and they'll take care of all of that. Okay, it seems like there's endless opportunity for products on Australia. I mean, I would just, if, if I was in, in your situation, I would just use .com as like a product research to see what's selling, you know, really, really well, has really, really demand. Head on over to Australia, Amazon, and if it's not there, probably gonna be a, a winner, I would say, right? Like, it seems like that yeah. it's pretty simple. Absolutely, and we nailed it. Yeah, you've, you've we, we, condensed it into like the five-second winning strategy. Yeah, there we go. And we we so had an is. example just recently that was just like mind-blowing. Um, car covers. You know, if you look at car covers in the U.S., there's no way you could launch that unless you have really deep pockets. And when we went to Australia marketplace and we refined it down to just the Australian sellers, there were three. Oh wow. The wild, wild west over there. Until after, until this uh, podcast airs. 
<laughs> that was gonna be a hundred. Uh, car covers. Dustin's and already they're looking boring. it up. He's already contacting a supplier. Yeah, I'm already on <laughs> for sure. Oh man, what um, there was another question I had. I'm drawing a blank on it. Right. Oh, uh, listings like the content, the copy that you put into your listings. Is is there a difference in the Australian marketplace that you have to pay attention to as opposed to the U.S. marketplace? Either I'll, one I'll speak to that one. Yeah. Because <laughs> okay. I've lived in Australia for 12 years and when I, it didn't take me long when I got here and I told everyone back in America, I said, you know, everyone in Australia speaks English. I said, but Australian is still a different language. So mm -hmm. there are certain um, terminology that you would need to make sure that you're using correctly. Um, but it's not huge. It, it's not nothing that's really difficult. I mean, I, I'll tell you guys right now, no one calls it a Barbie. Um, we don't put shrimp on the Barbie. <laughs> Wait, that doesn't exist? <laughs> no, it's, it's prawns on the barbecue. <laughs> ah, got it. Oh, gosh. Somebody told that me part. that. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, are there, so, are there tools that inside Zonguru that can help somebody write a listing for Australia? 100%. Okay. My, 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 my very favorite tool and Kimberly's going to laugh because I say they're all my favorite tool. Um, but my very favorite tool is keywords on fire. And it's so good because I love finding those obscure terms and I call we call them long tail keywords that um, don't maybe have a huge search volume, but they're super, um, super specific and hundred percent relevant. And you can use those to really craft a great listing. And that's going to help you get found and it's going to help you convert because you're really dialing in on something that's hyper, hyper relevant. So everything from now, now I'm speaking from myself. Like if I want to launch a product in Australia, um, everything from the product research to finding the right keywords to building a listing that's relevant to the Australian marketplace can all be done with the tools inside of Zonguru. Right. Absolutely. On top of that, what what else can we're, we're we're talking about? Like PPC campaigns, obviously getting the right keywords and the targets in your campaigns, and Australia's right. So obviously, you want to make sure that it's like you said. If there's any way that somebody would type something in differently in Australia as opposed to the U.S., all that keywords on fire, you're just pop popping all that right into the campaigns. Yeah, because it's a reverse ASIN. So you could pull in 25 of your competitor ASINs and find out the keywords that they're using and what they're ranking for. So not only can you identify those really cool keywords that maybe you hadn't thought of that people are using, but you can see how your competitors are ranked for them. And, and you can find that wide open space. It's like, okay, they're not ranking well at all for this. I can dominate for this, get in there and be on page one for this. And it's got a good search volume. And it also shows you that average PPC bid for that keyword. So you can realize if this is going to be an expensive endeavor, if you do need to advertise. What does PPC look like on the, in the Australian marketplace versus US? Is it, <laughs> is it such cheap clicks? I had this conversation with someone last week because they'd launched on Australia and they were saying, I'm making amazing sales, but my PPC spend is like, it's crazy. Like I can't work out what's, going on and what's happening is because the competition was so low and they were running ppc campaigns their ppc ad is showing at the very top 
and then their organic listing is directly underneath and it's human nature to click on the top one they see. So they were basically competing against their own organic listings. Um, like that kind of summarizes how easy yeah, advertising <laughs> in industry. Like, when you're worried you can, you about can, competing against yourself, it's like <laughs> yeah. you can look at a, a page and you can see sometimes that there are no sponsored ads when you get it down just to the Australians. And it's like, okay. And and you can also with the Chrome extension, you can identify if any of the sellers are FBA or FBM. So if they're fulfilled by merchant and you come in fulfilled by Amazon, you're gonna automatically get preferential placement by amazon it gets you you get that butterfly feeling you're like oh my gosh i can, let me get in here real quick i gotta get orders i gotta get this going because it's like that's ever like that's green space that's that's the ocean 100%. like let's get, let's get in there let's get at, get after it and start yeah. making some sales easy wins gotta have easy wins yeah what sure. what's the sales velocity difference so let's say I, i've got a product in the u.s marketplace that's selling like 50 units a day uh yeah. what would be the equivalent of that same product in australia with the demand right now yeah um if you think of the population i think australia has one thirteenth the population of the us give or take so i that's kind of what i i know there's a lot of error in that calculation but i usually go what's one thirteenth of that product sales yeah okay. um, as a comparable i mean the audience is pretty similar we like pretty similar things obviously you need to be aware of the differences but yeah i'd run off that but again that one selling 50 is probably competing with i don't know how many hundreds right of sure if you're not competing with anybody maybe you could be making oh. 52 it's it's hard it's a really tough question what hmm. are some of your goals this year i know we're two months in and we, this is to both of you uh what are some of your goals this year what do you what are you looking to do you know before the year ends Retire my husband. That's awesome. <laughs> What's the process? What's it look like? Yeah, so I need to grow my business up um, to where I'm about to start start talking to people about selling it. Um, and then um, we would be looking at, yeah, he gets to come home. Because he's in Australia, we have something called FIFO, um, fly in, fly out. So every week he leaves he flies to a remote mine site and works and then comes back so he's only home just under 50 percent of the time so oh, that's, yeah. that's a that's a that's not an easy job no so yeah he, he and i and i was in my 40s when i found my prince charming so i've got to get him home kimberly you look you look younger than that already <laughs> uh what 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 uh how many products is that like do you need to launch five products ten products I would like to launch, um, I'm, I've got one that I want to get launched that I should be able to launch pretty quickly. And if I could probably launch two more, um, then I should be on a good footing to start talking to aggregators. That's so exciting. I mean, that that's so fun. It's so fun to be in a space like this now where that's a possibility. We talk a lot of times, uh, Chris and I talk about this, but when we started, like we both started around the same time, like 2014, it, nobody was talking about it. No, just it's like uh, I, I don't know which I don't know which one of you mentioned this earlier, but it's like you would tell people what you're doing, and they're like, they didn't get it. They didn't get it. All. Like so you tell friends and family, and they're like, so are you like, is it like eBay? Are you like selling like your stuff out of your garage? Like are you cleaning stuff out? I'm like no, I'm trying to develop a real brand, 
and really grow it. Um, and so like selling your business, there were not aggregators back then. Nobody was talking about it. So it's, it's a really exciting opportunity now for anybody. Like I said, anybody can do this. Anybody can go get on Zonguru right now and start plotting their future business and then get all the help from you guys, which is great. Absolutely. What's uh, what are, are the plans for you, Kimberly French, this year? Yeah, um, I'm about to launch a new product, a new brand. Um, yeah, so I'm full steam ahead. It's in production at the moment. I'm really excited about this one. I just feel like with each new product, I'm just getting better and better and better. So super exciting. When you launch a new brand, do you launch a whole new account and everything with it? Or do you keep it? Yeah, great question. This one, totally separate. So separate company, separate Amazon logins, bank account, obviously you have to have all that separate because I do um, want to grow it and sell it. And it just makes it so much easier when it's in a nice, clean, tidy package rather than going, pull this one out, but don't look at that. And I'm keeping this one and it, it's just messy. So from the get-go, set it up as if you're selling. All right, we got to ask you now, Kimberly French, because Kimberly Locke has told us all of her favorite tools inside of Zonguru, which is <laughs> what's your favorite tool yeah. inside Zonguru? Yeah, Keywords on Fire, 100% could not live without that. Absolutely. And the Chrome extension, which runs on the Amazon platform, I can lose hours just, you know, seeing, oh my God, look at the search volume on this. And can you believe what this seller's doing? And it's not even a good product. Like I just lose myself for hours following the rabbit hole down into the Amazon world. But yeah, Keywords on Fire is my absolute go-to. I, I live in that tool. That's awesome. We we have got to continuously have you guys on. This is so fun. I mean, I like I said, this is our, this is the heart of the business is finding products to sell, finding ways to to market them the right way, uh, get them on there. Um, so we gotta we gotta continue to pick your brains on all of the strategies and tactics. Uh, that you're doing. Oh, we got somebody, David, from uh, Love Australia. All right, we, yeah. we had a couple. Of, we've had a couple of cocktails with David over there, OFX too. So, uh, shout out to David over there. He says he loves you guys. So there we go. Keep it up. Yeah, <laughs> keep, awesome. keep up the good work. Um, well, thank you so much for your time. Tell everybody now if anybody's interested in speaking to you guys or getting started with Zon Guru, what do they need to do? Kimberly French, you take yeah. it away. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you can, we are so accessible, it's ridiculous. Just email us at support at zonguru.com. It's likely that you'll reach one of us, either Kimberly or myself. Otherwise, um, go to zonguru.com and under um, free resources, you'll see live training. Every week we host a live training. We'd love to have extra people on that call. It's a great community. Um, come along and say hi. If there's free live training out there, people are crazy to not show up for it. <laughs> it's absolutely so yeah. valuable. So everybody definitely needs to do that. Zonguru.com. What was it? Support at zonguru.com is the way to yep. reach out to uh, you yeah, guys. Drop us a line, say hi. But yeah, jump on that training. We go through a different topic every week. We're live. There's QA at the end. Um, it's really interactive. Uh, and you can try Zonguru for free. Uh, you know, give it a go. Reach out to support. We'll hook you up with a, an account so you can 
check out all these tools we've been speaking about. Absolutely. Well, we use it every day and we love it and we love what you guys are up to and we love chatting with you. So we really, really appreciate you guys coming on. Like I said, we're going to do this again. We're going to continue to have you guys because it's, uh, it's a wealth of knowledge you guys are, are sharing here. So thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, go ahead, Chris. You got something? We're also doing a webinar coming up. Oh, yes. Uh, we have a webinar that. coming up with John. Um, yeah. We have a webinar coming up kind of going through what brands need to do. 16th, February yeah. 16th at noon in the U.S. So everyone, make sure that you check that out. If you go to Solosa.com, you can register for that webinar. Uh, so go there for sure. Good point, Chris. Thanks for bringing that up because John's great. He's so funny. That's what I'm here for. Yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> You'll get all the bells and whistles of the inside of Zonguru. So that'd be great. Um, thank you guys so much. Thanks everybody for tuning in today. If you like content like this, if you want to be listening and hear all these great insights from really cool people like the two Kimberleys at Zonguru, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We're on every platform whatever your favorite podcast platform is, we're there. Uh, you can also see these live streams on Solozo's social media channels. So YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, you can see us live um, or the recorded version of all of our episodes. So subscribe to those as well. And if you've launched your product and now your struggle is advertising, Solozo can help you out. Uh, advertising can be complicated for sure. And Solozo is an automation and optimization tool that can take a lot of that work off your plate and make sure that you're optimizing your campaigns properly to help you reach your goal. So go to solozo.com and you can book a demo and you get to talk with either Chris or myself uh, on that demo call. And we'll talk all about Amazon and all about how Solozo can help you out. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Kimberly's, thank you so much for joining us and we'll see everybody next time. Thanks so much thank for having